following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Andrew and I take a look back into the 2011 NFL draft and how the NFL might have looked had Andrew Luck entered that year. What does it do for Carolina, Indianapolis, Denver, Cam Newton, Peyton Manning, and many, many more? Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. All right, Andrew. We're uh, it's almost draft time this week. <laughs> this Thursday. This Thursday, it's exciting stuff. Um, so I figured we kind of do a draft one, like a draft what if. And okay. you know, I know I, I didn't leave us with uh, with a possibility last week, but um, I happened to find this one on the internet yesterday floating around i was like looking around i was like oh this is interesting uh i forgot this was a thing and and i know for our listeners oh oh matt's doing a cold sky again oh oh andrew luck episodes oh i'm so tired of it or our wonderful <laughs> or our wonderful facebook people like oh shoulda woulda coulda dur never happened dur just let it go dur when they don't just understand the concept of this episode today, we're going to do Andrew Luck. We're going to talk about Andrew Luck. We're not going to talk about Andrew Luck and the Colts again, not directly, uh, of course, but uh, we're going to look back at 2011 because this is something that I, uh, I completely forgot. And it's actually interesting looking back into articles and statements from fans, executives alike uh, about how, bad that Carolina Panthers fans wanted Andrew Luck to enter that 2011 draft. Yeah, it's he's one of those rare guys that stayed, didn't capitalize on the hype, stayed in for his senior year, get that nice architect degree that he's probably making use of to today, maybe, or just living off of that fat stack that the Colts gave him. By the look of his outfit, he's living off that fat stack that the Colts gave him. And that flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you do you. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, it's he's probably one of those rare guys. He did the Peyton Manning thing. I don't know if he just, you know, saw what was coming up and didn't like it or. And it was like, I'll take my chances next year or, you know, maybe he just wanted to stay. But he did come out and say that the reason why he did is he always said he wasn't going to shortcut his college like tenure. Like he wasn't going to take he wasn't going to take the final year off. But I mean, there's always that that glimmer that you do, which I I totally respect. You know, you want to do that four years. He's just 
his education, he knew that his education, his mind was going to last a lot longer than his body would be as far as making him money. So, um, so now he's doing architectural stuff and he said he was going to stay in school, but there is that glimmer that, you know, that small chance that he does enter the draft because trust me, even I know the 2011 quarterback class isn't like nothing to, it's not like this highly touted, um, as far as quarterbacks go, there's some high profile, decent QBs, you know, that came out of this one, Cam Newton, uh, Andy Dalton. I think there's one. Oh, who's the other? Locker. Yeah, Christian Jake Locker. Doesn't count. He doesn't count. Now, this was the, I feel this was the panic draft for quarterbacks. It's probably a lot was, like this year's. There was during, this was during the lockout. Right. And I feel like a lot of teams were like, let's just grab a quarterback. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if we can sign people or anything like that. Let's just grab a quarterback. Right. So, are, yeah, that's that's a good point. I, didn't I, always, I always felt they just panicked the, all the way through this draft. Right. It's it's possible. I mean, there's a lot of good names. Like, I'm looking through this, and there's a lot of really great names. Not necessarily just at the quarterback position. Um, because those are, there's, I mean, all time greats, not a single one, but there's two higher profile ones in Cam and Andy Dalton, who were stars for the last decade, at least. But there's a lot of good names uh, in this draft class. And, uh, you know, luck would certainly solidify it as actually a really, really good one all time. Um, I mean, some of the top, pro- top people to come out of this draft, just overall in general, AJ Green, Von Miller. Uh, Julio Jones, J.J. Watt, uh, Mike Pouncey, uh, Cameron Jordan, Mark Ingram Jr., Cameron Hayward, Kyle Rudolph, I've seen Richard Sherman, Justin Houston, Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really, really great names. Julius Thomas. There's a lot of really solid names. Uh, Jason Kelsey. Like, this is actually a really good draft class retrospectively. Even the undrafted, you got two pretty decent names in uh, Chris Harris Jr. and yep. Doug Baldwin in undrafted. That's, That's pretty true. It's pretty impressive that you got two guys in Patrick the Patrick Peterson. Don't want to forget about Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of really, really good names um, that came out of this draft class. But Andrew Luck would certainly shift things considerably. Um, if he did decide to come out, if he did decide to come out, that's, that's, that's the big thing that we're honing in on here. So yeah. So for, through some of the various articles that I read prepping for this episode, um, Carolina fans wanted Andrew luck. The world wanted Andrew luck as their next guy. Um, he was even high in a lot of instances that I seen, uh, he was graded higher and more desirable than Cam Newton. Um, in this upcoming draft class, which wouldn't have been anything too crazy. Retrospectively, looking back, Andrew Luck was, you know, Cam Newton's coming off a great year, right? Heisman Trophy winner um, and whatnot. But Andrew Luck was also drafted ahead of a Heisman Trophy winner, too, in RG3 the following year. So what if Andrew Luck decides to enter that 2011 draft? The instantaneous thing, I think uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Andrew Luck is going first overall in 2011, which is really, really cool. Um, I, I think it's a big, it's a 
you're in high regard if you can come out first overall in multiple draft classes. Yeah, there's not too many guys. We did Peyton. and Because right, he avoided the Jets, right? That's his thing. He wanted to avoid the Jets. Yeah. Unintentionally, maybe, but yeah. He was avoiding the Jets. I... <laughs> You know, we Eli and pay Eli gets a lot of slack, but you got to give it to Archie for being a dad and being like, listen, I'm not putting you guys in the same situation that I was put in as a player. Right. So you can't say that, but I, the only guy that I can think of is Peyton Manning over the past couple of years where a guy has said, I'm going back. Other than maybe Matt Liner, Matt Liner kind of cost himself though, right? By going back for his going back for his senior year and taking ballroom dancing to finish out his degree. But other than that, quarterback wise, those are the only two guys that I could think of. One it paid off for, one it probably dearly cost him millions of dollars. And this one for Andrew Luck wouldn't have cost him anything. No. Maybe his health, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe his health, maybe some a lacerated kidney or some other injury yeah. issues. But um, that's that's really it. Financially, he would have been he probably would have been fine. Now, I, saying this, I know everybody, if you don't say cer- uh, things a certain way, people assume uh, I am grateful for Andrew Luck's tenure in Indianapolis. It was very eye opening. His tenure in Indianapolis It was a lot of fun. His tenure in Indianapolis. But man, if if he goes to the Carolina Panthers number one overall in the 2011 draft, that is a massive, massive elevator of that team. Considering, you know, I know Tampa Bay was in flux, but you're going up against New Orleans, who was who found, you know, he had a couple down years who were pretty dominant. Uh, Atlanta, which was really, really good in this, uh, you know, in their early in the Matt Ryan era. Andrew Luck instantaneously puts that team as regular playoff contenders and not just for the first couple years. It's an extended amount of time. They're definitely. I think they got to if everything plays out the way that it did. This is not a six and 10 team in 2011. This is probably a double digit team, definitely nine and seven. I think Andrew Luck adds a lot more than what a young Cam Newton can do. Uh, We talked about it before the show. Cam relies so much on his athletics, athleticism. I can't even talk. Athleticism. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, being able to move and everything else where Andrew Luck he can move, but he's more. He did like to go, even though they they weren't happy about it. Yeah, uh, he's more he's more cerebral. I think he can figure more thing things out. He's not a okay things are shutting down and quite go guy all the time. I think he's more extend the play, right? Than just I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. But if he can extend it, he can extend it. And you're looking at a team that he's going to with two really good running backs. I don't think the you know more about the 2011 Colts than well, they're horrible. They're horrible. 
Okay, yeah. they're in 2012 quotes. The Colts said that they don't have two running backs the caliber of D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. I don't think they have quite the caliber, even though he's getting older. Wide receiver as Steve Smith, a senior, and this team also has Greg Olson. This is just the 2011, and I think they got a little bit better offensive line with a future Pro Bowler and a Pro Bowler playing on that line, and it looks like their defense might even be a little bit better. So this team is rocketing, you know, to stardom. Instead of 6-10, and 10, Cam, oh, wow, you played good in 2011. This team's going to go on to do some crazy, crazy things. And even, as you alluded to, even as they get good Kelvin Benjamin, it's only going to get better. Because I think the other thing that Andrew Luck has over Cam Newton is he's he's a player elevator. He can take the absolute worst and elevate it. And I don't think Cam ever really showed he could do that. No. And even like now, I know Cam's not the same player that he was uh, over a decade ago, even half a decade ago. But he's been the guy who you need the right people in place mm-hmm. where Andrew Luck went and succeeded with, you know, Pierre Garcon and, you know, old Reggie Wayne and very young T.Y. Hilton and guys like Dwayne Allen. Uh, oh, Christ. The one tight end who was also out of Stanford. Um, Kobe Fiedler. Kobe Fleener. Fleener. Yes, Fleener. Mm-hmm. You know, and amongst others, bad running back play, Trent Richardson, uh, you know, it's luck elevated those pieces until he just couldn't anymore. Um, And he made them a lot better. He took a 214 football team in 2011 to 11 and five in 2012. We all know that. Uh, Guess who was also the guess who was also two and 14 the year before they drafted their franchise guy, the Carolina Panthers 2010. They were two and 14. So Andrew Luck gives him instant credibility. I know coaching is a big factor in it, but also when you kind of put things together, you know, Chuck Pagano's not the greatest head coach ever, but he still got his team where they needed to be. I know it also helped Andrew Luck too, being paired up with Bruce Arians, you know, very early on in his career. That goes a long way because uh, Bruce Arians is a significant, really, really good OC. And uh, that's why he's found jobs in the NFL for as long as he had. But I really like the idea of, of Andrew Luck coming in here and making Carolina powerhouse for a significant amount of time. The biggest question is their offensive line, but I think from a weapon standpoint, uh, he's entering a, a much, much better, and even like long-term, uh, he's entering a much, much better situation for offensive uh, help. You know, we already mentioned a couple of those names. You know, long-term, you get, uh, you know, down the road, you get a Christian McCaffrey, you get a DJ Moore. Uh, and some of the other pieces that they've acquired, you know, that helps the Colts have not hit. Like, I'm not going to make this a, a, a bitch about the Colts episode, but over the last eight years, their elite talent. I mean, T.Y. led the receiving receiving yards category, maybe once or twice. No disrespect. Uh, you know, he's been pretty consistent, but the only like major piece that they've had was John, has been Jonathan Taylor. It's been T.Y. and Jonathan Taylor. That has been the bulk of their prime weapons over the last eight years. 
you brought up coaching and uh are you i was looking at through the carolina panthers coaches and you know talking about the differential is you know after a while they got this young scout named ken dorsey and in 2013 he becomes their quarterbacks coach oh he's with the bill no he just left the bills or he's with he's 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 the new oc oh shit so i think that might help and maybe that is the elevation of cam newton there too and i didn't really I, i knew ken dorsey was somewhere in there but i didn't realize he was the quarterbacks coach for all those years. I think he was there until McDermott left. Okay. Yeah. It looks like he's the quarterback coach until McDermott left. So that helps a lot uh, with Andrew Luck to have that type of presence there. And I think Andrew Luck is a little bit more of a guy that would take into coaching than to just spurn it away. Right. Where this is scary good. <laughs> I don't so know good. if I don't know if Cam really I think he did, but I know there's been talk where did he really invest the time? There's into- so many stories, you know, that come out about Cam. Um, I don't know what is what. I also don't believe a lot of stories that you know media puts out about people or just things in general. Uh, and that's a whole another rabbit hole that we do not need to go into here on, here on this episode. But um, but there's been a lot of talk that like Cam wasn't great at reading defenses, right? He, he wasn't really great at that. Play calling was you know had to be simple simplified for him. I've heard I have heard that. Uh, there was a rumor that came out last year heading into the 2021 season that Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook. Again, rumor. Innuendo, not 100% yeah. factual, but, and I understand narratives, but at the same time, when this thing is being reported over and over and over and over and over again, it, there's usually stems in some sort of truth. And again, I'm, I, I'm not trying to discredit Cam Newton in his career at all. Everybody has different strengths. Everybody's good at certain at, you know aspects of the football. He was a league MVP. All right. His 2015 season was my absolute favorite. I loved watching him score touchdowns, dabbing um, and handing the football to to kids in the end zone. And like, I think it costs money to do that, too. I think it's like a fine or something. And he did it just because he wanted to. And I'm not taking anything away from that. We I think a lot of people, you know, if you look, take the blinders off. um, Know that Cam had his limitations. Very much so. (laughs) <laughs> I just think it's like you said, it's a completely different team. It's a completely different team, completely different outlook. And I'm thinking Steve Smith stays along. I think Steve Smith ends like retires as a Panther. We don't see Steve Smith Raven. I think cause Andrew Luck is that he's, he's that guy. He's that team first guy i'm not saying cam isn't or anything because like what we were saying but the projection of cam is that where this is going to be my team maybe andrew luck you know sits down and he talks to ownership he talks to the general manager he talks to them and say hey don't get rid of steve you know let's 
let's try and work something out with them. And I knew it was probably a salary cap thing too, as well. I think it was a, I think it was mostly injuries, but yeah, well, he was getting older. He was getting but, up there, but you know, maybe they do keep him for another couple of years. I mean, the guy slowed down, but did he really slow down that much? I think he had one or two 1000 plus yard receiving seasons after in, with the Ravens. I think he did. If you want to double check that for me, uh, uh, I think he still had a couple good seasons. He retired in like 2015 or 2016. He had one in 2014. Then he got injured halfway through 2015, 2016. He came back and at the age of 37, had 799 yards and five touchdowns, which isn't bad considering I think your quarterback's well, Joe Flacco, if it's Joe Flacco, he is elite. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's I think it's Flacco or somebody was probably their quarterback. Right. I mean, this wasn't the balling out Ravens that it was. Yeah, it was Flacco. Okay. So yeah. Flacco threw for 20 touchdowns and five of them went to Steve Smith. Okay. That's so not, that's not horrible, I don't say. No, no. He led the team in touchdown receptions. And that's something that Andrew Luck, you know, would have thrived with with having a, a veteran wide receiver of that caliber talent. Yeah, even you know, Steve Smith was always the hardest working dude on the field. And uh and I'm he would have made up for a lot of the the the, the lack of trash talk that Andrew Luck brought yes. to the table. That's 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 certainly for sure. But I love the idea of Andrew Luck having a legitimate like one for at least a good like okay, I, I can't discredit TY. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's so hard. It's like where TY sits now, it's so hard to, to view him as like one of the upper echelon guys. Um, you know, for a ducky, but he was. I don't want to take anything away from that. That's you know. Um, but man, Steve Smith, and again, some of the guys you, you do end up getting Calvin Benjamin, who's actually good for a portion, right? A couple years down the road. Calvin Benjamin's not bad. He's a he's a frequent one thousand yard receiving guy, you know, at least a couple times. Yeah, he was a oh good once. His oh, only once. Oh, once he came close in 2016 with 941. But it, you have to imagine though, too, with a guy like Andrew Luck, who's very pass happy. Uh, those stats get bumped up, elevated, and stats aren't everything, but you yeah. know it it looks better. The eye test looks a lot better. But does he? I don't see. I don't want to put down Cam, but. It's just a personality thing in a way. I feel like Andrew Luck is so much more of a locker room guy than Cam. So does Kelvin Benjamin maybe work a little bit harder to stay in shape? And they don't have to go through this thing in 2017 where they trade him away or anything of that nature. Like, does does Andrew Luck change the culture to a fun, hardworking team, even with Ron Rivera there, you know, Ron Rivera, I think is that same type of person. And I think that maybe meshes a little bit more with Andrew Luck and Ron Rivera than with let's say Cam Newton. Right. And I'm not, I, I keep on going back to it. I'm not knocking Cam. I just think that their auras are very different. The, yeah, ours yeah. are very different. 
Um, Andrew Luck is very much more down to earth where Cam is wearing scarves and everything else and a lot more. He's got a brand uh, to uphold. He's got a brand yeah. image to uphold. Or Andrew's it, just kind of just whatever. Let's go for a team. Right. Rob, Rob team. Right. At least that's where it, lo- where it looks like for the eye test. So, yeah. um, you know, so there's a couple good years, you know, in there with Andrew Luck at, at Carolina. I, I don't. I don't know if he's beaten San Francisco in 2013 or no, it's 2013. No, it to be 2012. Um, I don't know if he's beaten them then. I don't know if he's beaten the Seahawks in 20. No, that's 2013 with the, with the 49ers. Was that the 2013 season? Yeah. Cause oh, that's right. They went, the Seahawks went in 2012. That's right. They went in 2012. I'm not um, going off the top of my head. I got, I got, no, all you're, this right. There. you're right. Um, yeah, so I don't know if he's getting past those teams. Legion of Boom was that good. Uh, Carolina's defense was good too. This is prime Josh Norman. Yeah, prime Josh Norman, young Luke Keekley. All right, who I think came, he's did he come out of that same draft? I think he came out of the 2012 draft. Um, this is a really good defense as well. They might have a team that could get time with that that Legion of Boom, but I don't know if. Yeah, if getting past him. It's a good defense. I mean, you got a young star, Latulier too. Young star, yeah, star's not bad. Uh, let's see, what did the NFL look like in 2012? They allowed. Oh, here we are hyping their defense, and they were 21st in points against. Oh, were they? Oh, <laughs> yeah. In, in uh 20. Oh no, wait, that was 20. Yeah, that's 2014 against the Seahawks. Carolina was. Yeah. Okay. Would you at least agree that that maybe they're winning it in 2015 if if Andrew Luck is there? Maybe they're be, they're going toe to toe against Peyton Manning because the biggest issue there was offense in that game. Defenses were playing lights out, really really good. Cam didn't play his best stuff. Andrew Luck is the kind of guy who I feel like would put his body like Andrew Luck might have dove for that fumble, mm-hmm. much at it you know to his own demise but he might have dove for that fumble, so to speak. For that fumble, so to speak. Uh, he might have dove for it, but I I, I don't know. I feel like, again, with Andrew's ability to properly, to really read a defense, go in deep and read a defense, uh, we might be looking at Carolina as the Super Bowl 50 champions. I would agree with you on that one. This is... <sighs> It's just the element that he brings. It's, and I keep on bringing it up. You know, it's the element that he brings, the way that he can elevate players and everything else. And maybe that was one thing that the Super Bowl was missing. I know Cam was, Cam was special this season. Yeah. I, I cannot knock that enough. But maybe Andrew Luck had something that Cam didn't. Like you said, maybe he dives for the fumble. Maybe he makes certain plays that, you know, Cam just didn't make. The biggest thing for me is being able to read that defense is to be able to properly read defense. The pre-snap cadence is absolutely unmatched, like almost unmatched. You know, it it was up there with some of the best of all time with the Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's and Big Ben to the world. It was it was it was up there. His pre-snap cadence was was something that he was absolutely, you know, what highly touted for, and that made him one of the most NFL ready prospects of, of all time. 
Um, so I think that a couple years in, you know, at this point, I do think that that Carolina with Andrew Luck is winning Super Bowl 50. And I think they're right there several years after that, too. Obviously, the team broke down, salary cap stuff. Um, but does, can he overcome that, though? Probably. I still think they're getting Christian. Oh, I, I'm actually, you know what? Where did McCaffrey go? Which McCaffrey got drafted in what? 2017? 20, yeah, 2017. And he was like seventh. No. He was the eighth overall. Eighth overall. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if they're in a position to get Christian McCaffrey then, which I think retrospectively, a lot of Panthers fans are like, eh, about because of his recent injury proneness. There's a lot of good running backs that came out of that draft. So maybe you kind of get to that point where um, you get somebody, you, you still get somebody really good. There were like, there was a plethora of really top end running backs that came out of that 2017 draft. Was it 20? Yeah, they... I'm checking on the 2017 draft. They probably still do need a running back either way. Like you said, they just miss out on, you know, Christian McCaffrey. We're all oh, Fournette was picked fourth. So I'm saying they're picking probably late to mid first round in that draft. So maybe they're not going running back. Maybe they got a shot at Delvin Cook. Chris right. Samuels was picked one pick before Delvin Cook. Uh, Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they wish they had that pick back. Uh, Elvin Kamara. Jesus. There's a uh, Kareem uh, Hunt. Yeah, there's James Conner. Like, there's a lot of good names. Tariq Cohen, who's not not too shabby. Um, Aaron Jones, Ryan's favorite running back. Aaron Jones. Yeah. So the potential, they probably still, depending on their scouting department. You know, they're that's a they're fine. I think Carolina's fine. You know, think, you, you get some really nice bail. Could you imagine that division with Tom Brady eventually at some point, you know, based on trajectory? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan in it. That's pretty good. So you're saying he's staying. I think he stays, and I think he actually he might stay a little bit longer. Like that line was so bad like so bad and listen cam listen cam's biggest issue was that he was not a pocket passer he did not want to be he wanted to take off and do the mobile qb stuff which that's his playing style to each their own but um most of cam's injuries came from taking hits outside the pocket <laughs> right he liked to run he'd like to run it he would turn he would be you know go from qb to a runner pass the line of scrimmage can't throw the ball he would be a designated runner at that point. So that's where a lot of his issues came from. Their offensive line wasn't like play wasn't terrible back then. It really wasn't. So do you think Ron Rivera still has a job in Carolina today? It's certainly possible unless there's a really down year. Um, I think Ron, Ron Rivera might still be there in Carolina. There's no Washington right now. Um, I think Andrew Luck is the guy in Carolina still to this day, 10 years later. Well, 10 years later, but this will be the 11th season. I think that's how the, the time works. But um, but so he's there. 
and they have at least one Super Bowl. They have a really, really good roster. The thing is, too, they have a really, really good roster right now, but they're a lacking cute quarterback. Like, that's the thing. This team is a playoff team if they get a above-average quarterback. Like, this Carolina team right now with DJ Moore, um, the defense, they drafted, like, I think... Defense is just really good. It's stacked. The one year they spent eight draft picks, I think, seven or eight draft picks on just defense. I think it was the 2021, the first one we covered uh, doing live streaming. We 2020 draft, I think they went all defense. And then their first pick in 2021 was a defensive piece. So uh, their defense is up to snuff. Their offense has done a really, really good job. I mean, Robbie Anderson is a wide receiver too. Uh, Love him or hate him, but he's a really, really good deep threat. They have pieces, but their quarterback play is has been horseshit for the last like four or five <laughs> years. Uh, between an injured Cam, Kyle Allen, um, right? It was yeah, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Sam Darnold, uh, and, gloves. What's that? Teddy two gloves. Teddy two gloves. That wasn't that bad, but again, it's the injury thing that I- caught up and, and messed them up. He only went for, I mean, they were only five and 11 with him. Right. But he got hurt a bunch. He, he was injured for a lot. So they had to go to that PJ Walker. So yeah. Oh, he was as a starter. He was four and 11. Bridgewater was. Yep. Really? Yeah. He played 15 games. He was four and 11 as a starter. I remember just him being banged up all the time. Uh, PJ just- Walker did come in for four games. Started one and he was one and oh. Okay. He I'm thinking Ron Rivera is still there. And maybe the lowest they go in a season because of Andrew Luck is seven and nine. Now does Andrew Luck still go snowboarding and get injured? Ah, <laughs> oh, the big question. Yeah. So that's twenty seventeen. That was lost. It was. I mean, that's possible. I mean, is I mean, is that really the truth? I, it could be. It, it probably is. I, I don't know. That's uh, that's certainly a big, uh, you know, a, a big question. You know, on, on all of that, it, it's certainly been hush hush. You know, with a lot of that stuff. But again, I th- I think you know, it, it's a bad. That was a big no no. But. It's the accumulation of injuries. You know, I'll never forget sitting down watching um, Colts and Jags playing in London in 2014. And Andrew Luck by, got sacked by four Jaguar, four, four or five Jaguars players at the same time. Like they're lined in to pick up a single blocker as he was going up back to pass. It's, accumul- it's an accumulation of a lot of those things. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he could. Maybe his intention always was to, to go to 30. You know, maybe it was always to just play until he was 30 years old. And retire. You know, financially successful. Maybe it was always that that plan. Uh but I think the other question is, is when we're looking at Cam, is we talked about Super Bowl 50. 
Now it's Peyton Manning, even the quarterback for that team. Right. I definitely wanted to get to that point. Um, I, yeah, definitely want to get point. That's let's do cam first. Let's see where cam goes. Now we'll, we'll fit. We'll do, uh, we'll do Peyton thirdly. Okay. Let's do Peyton thirdly. Cause I, I think cam's the, the most uh, right out of the gate, the most impacted quarterback of this. So where does camp go? Uh, you think Denver's picking him up? Yeah. You got Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow and John Elway hates Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that oh, would be interesting. I don't think he goes. I don't think he goes Von Miller. I think Von Miller goes to the bills and I'm thinking Marcel Darius may drop. So Von Miller goes to the bills earlier. Yes. Um, Darius drops. Peyton might not go to Denver. That's I'm thinking Peyton is a 49er or a Cardinal. See, my logic, my thinking of this is that they, the Colts hold on to Peyton in this situation. You think so? I think that they might as good as that season that RG three had. He wasn't the generational talent that the Colts pushed Manning out of the door to get. You know what I mean? I don't know if they go get RG3. I think that they might, uh, and sadly, unfortunately, they probably take like Trent Richardson or something, but, um, or they trade back, perhaps get like a, a piece to help Peyton. But, I mean, I th- they might have been largely convinced that Peyton was done in twenty in twenty eleven after that recovering from that injury, and maybe they maybe they hang maybe they do hang on to him. I think the only reason that why they moved on from from Peyton to Andrew was because of everything that Andrew had coming into this draft. I could. Okay, I could see that because there was reports that Polian wanted to draft Andy Dalton. And and I think, you know, the first or the second round in 2011. Right. But that was next. But I'm thinking you just changed coaches. If I'm not mistaken, in one 20, 20, oh no, you, 2011, they fired Caldwell and then they signed, no, they, and the Pagano was 2012, I think. Okay. So you, you're, you're going to fire Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell is probably gone either way, which is sad because Jim Caldwell is not that bad. No. Um, I don't think he's the greatest, but he's not that bad. Uh, I think the way that I'm looking at it, Ursay can get erratic when he tries to grab control, even though he hasn't done jack shit, as you keep on mentioning to us every day. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's done with Peyton. He is how old at, at this point, Peyton? Like Peyton, uh, 14 30. years into the season or into his career. So he got drafted in 98. This is going on, you know, this decision that they, they, they might may or may not make, but they probably 2012, they have to decide because okay. they cut Peyton heading into that draft. So I think that was a little bit of a, of a, like a 
just so Peyton's 30, 35 in 2011. He's going to be 36 in 2012. Now he does have some more amazing seasons, but was this really the, as you mentioned, was this really that great of a team in line that you wanted to put Peyton Manning around or were you, or were they thinking our run with Peyton is over total rebuild. That's the thing though, because I, I, I really don't think that they go for RG three. I really don't. I don't know if they, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I, I liked in this, this is, I have to keep in mind, this is hindsight 2020, but I, I don't know if the Colts even consider RG three. I, I could see that, but my logic is I don't want a guy that just had a neck injury with that line. Right. He's done. He's possibly done if they keep him in 2012. Right. So I'm going with my GM thing here is he's gone. I'll get RG three, maybe look at Tannehill. Uh, who else was it? Yeah. Tannehill. Um, you know, I'm looking at those things, maybe trade back. So that way, if you do prefer, you know, uh, Tannehill over RG three, maybe a little bit, maybe trade back a little bit more and you could get that score from Washington. Right. Sell it to him. Sell it to him. high, One of those type things. Sorry. You can have RG three for a much higher price tag. Maybe they go and get, Russell Wilson, because the Colts did I Russell Wilson and that in that draft, they were going to draft him before uh, Seattle take him. So well, maybe they, yeah, deep sleeper. They got their guy. I personally don't want Peyton. I, I, I don't want it. That sounded horrible. It's, a, it's I, another hindsight 2020 thing. Yeah, I don't want Peyton behind that line. Me personally. I would have. I would have still released him just out of respect for what he's done for my franchise. Okay. Instead of trying to look for a trade, but my next step would have been, you know, if I was, well, I could probably GM better than Ryan Gergensen. Um, <laughs> I've had, yeah. I think anybody can, but if I'm looking at it, I don't want Peyton behind that line and I'm just going to look for a quarterback and, if Washington comes at me with that haul and I'm not 100% sold on RG3, I'm I'm going to trade back. And I think maybe Russell would have probably did a little bit better with that line because he's a little bit more mobile. And RG3 maybe could have done a little bit more with that line because yeah. he's more mobile. But other than that, I'm I think Peyton, I think Peyton's a 49er. Okay. I think so 49er Denver gets a guy on the cheap. gets a yep. high, high prospect cheap in 2012 or no. So yeah, 2012. Um, or no, they have their guy in 2011. Sorry. They, yep, would, they, would, necessarily have, they would have cam in 2011. So that's what kind of we're going. Do we think cam reaches the Super Bowl with this Denver team? I say, I think it's still possible. Because if you look at that last year, you probably not get the 20. You might not get the 2013 season. You might. There were some good pieces around there. It's obviously not the highest powered offense in NFL. One of the highest, you know, powered offenses in NFL history. It's not that. 
But if you look at that 2015 season, a lot of that wasn't one on like athleticism and supernatural feats. It was, yeah. you know, it was the smarts. It was definitely the smarts, but Cam's body was still in really good shape and he was top end passer. They had some decent weapons there at wide receiver. I think they had, a, you know, a little bit younger Emmanuel Sanders. Um, guys, who else do they have? Their offense was decent. They're all, I think, really good. Their offense is, I mean, they had some really good pieces. Young CJ Anderson. Eric Decker, that's right. No, that's right. Or was he gone by this point? They might. Oh, I don't know. You know, they didn't have him in 2015. Yeah, but you got uh, Demetrius. They have Wes Welker. They have Wes Welker. 2015, do they have Wes? The Broncos. I don't know how long he. This guy just tried so hard to catch on with Super Bowl teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 2015, he is in St. Louis, Wes Welker. Oh, okay. Right, who the hell were their starters that year? It was Emmanuel uh, Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Okay. Yes. And they had Owen Daniels, Virgil Green. Uh, running back was Ronnie Hillman. Um, you know, this is a bad year for Peyton. Nine touchdowns, 17 INTs. So Cam actually, oh, God. Like it's hard not to imagine this this Broncos team doing really really good. But is the defense the same? Oh, because they don't have Von Miller. That's a a variable. That's a variable. Von Miller's in Buffalo. I mean, the one of the strengths of that team was its secondary, but also when you got Demarcus Ware and Von Miller rushing your edges. That's a good point. That makes. all the world the difference and von miller had 11 sacks in 2015 that's why i paid the big bucks that's true that 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 changes things they still might have been the best team to come out of the afc because if you look at the 2015 afc i mean it could have been like there's a lot of shit that went down injury wise the patriots were banged up like really bad they went like brady took that patriots team in the afc championship game like limping uh, Steelers were, eh, that 2015 playoff field was not very good. Let's just say that, um, they still might've went all the way. Cause like I said, that the, the Brady and the, the Pats were, were the Pats were banged up. The Bengals didn't have Andy Dalton, you know, that sort of thing. There's a chance that they still go in 2015 and we still get a, we, we still, get a Carolina Panthers Broncos Super Bowl. There's literally still a chance. With Alvon Miller, I think Carolina wins. Now that I'm yes, putting, I agree I'm with that. that. I'm putting that I'm putting that in. Carolina wins that Super Bowl. I think it flips. With Andrew Luck versus Cam Newton. Andrew Luck with the Panthers. Cam Newton with the Broncos. No Vaughn Miller. The Panthers win. Because as good as those weapons are, with Cam taken off, does he properly use the weapons? Right. Yeah, this is tricky. This is uh, this is certainly tricky. I, I do. I think that luck with Carolina wins that one. Because right, Von Miller got the big sack at the end, or the big fumble. Right. You're, yeah. Yeah. So. I think we're looking at Carolina as Super Bowl 50 champions. Peyton doesn't get to ride off from the sunset. They might, you know what? They might go win in 2013. If, if Peyton does go to San Francisco, that's a whole, and that's, that's a complete, like that's a, 
shot in the dark possibility, but maybe, you know, that, that affects maybe San Fran wins in 2013 instead of Baltimore. They might go in 2012 because they were on the cusp of it. Uh, you know, kind of one of those deals, but I think simply put, you know, to, to put things in perspective, Carolina Super Bowl 50 champions, Denver's still that good. All right. It's a, it's a unique offense. Um, they might be that good though. Or again, the, the Patriots are limping into the Super Bowl that year and Carolina still gives, gives them the business in the Super Bowl. Like that's like Gronk was out. That whole team was banged to shit. And, and, you know, it was actually really amazing that the playoff field led to them, you know, the way things shaped up that, that the Patriots ended up going there, but you know, Brady or Peyton in the Broncos, I don't only beat them like 20 to 19 and they had, Patriots almost won. So, um, so it's, it's, it's one of those deals. It's one of those deals. The Peyton thing could have been a couple other spots. It could have been a couple other spots. Do you think if he does go to the 49ers, he beats the Ravens? I do. I do that year. I really do. Do you think he goes? Maybe he goes twice. As I say, two years straight, 2012 and 2013. Yeah, and then he's out 2014. They had decent weapons, but their quarterback play slipped up. Once Kaepernick started to kind of slide and the old Alex Smith mess unraveled, San Fran started the head coaching, you know, but Pey- you think about Peyton Manning with the other Harbaugh with, uh, with, was it, it would have been Jim, right? Jim Harbaugh. Oh my goodness. Right. The sidelines would have been crazy. Oh my God. I couldn't even <laughs> imagine that. That's the making of a dynasty right there. Um, let's see. Does this affect anybody long-term? Oh, I mean, we should probably look at the Colts. Yeah. Probably look um, at what the Colts do at quarterback, you know. So oh, we did we did kind of yeah. think maybe RG three. Yeah, that one's kind of up in the air of what they actually want to do. I mean, if I'm looking at it in my way, like I said, I'm probably either going to draft RG three, but if somebody comes at me with a king's ransom, because didn't they get a crap load for RG three? Or just for that, the right for the second pick. The Washington had to pay up a bunch. Yeah, I think they who they move up with was it St. Louis? Um, it was the Rams. It was the Rams. Everybody okay, said? it was St. Louis. That's right. But the Rams haven't done anything. Um, they had Big Dick Nick, I think, at that point. Or Kay, it was either Case or, or Nick Foles at yeah, that point. They trade him. Prefer- no, I think it was Nick Foles. I think they had Nick Foles. High value. Okay, their first round pick in 2012, which was six overall. Uh, 2013, which was 22, but that's still, we'll say that still stays the same if they trade it. And a 2014 number two pick because RG3 gets injured. And their second round pick in 2012. Hmm. That's three first round picks. And you're not moving far down in that draft at number six you're moving five spots so would you still take that deal that's i'm thinking that's not bad maybe you get another second or a third because it's number one overall to get the points up right uh six in there oh morris claiborne yeah okay but 
I don't, I don't know. It, it's so hard. Cause I got, I'm trying to put myself in that, you know, in that mindset of where, you know, what 2012 was, mm-hmm. it's so hard to look at, look back like now in 2022 and be like, yeah, the Colt, you know, the Colts would have definitely taken RG three, you know, first overall, it was just such a unique style of play. It just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't think that they're, I feel like you can trade back and build a bigger team. If Andrew Luck is not there. Do they even try? I mean, it suck for luck, like a real thing. Like, you know, that whole pseudo campaign, like, oh, no, we didn't tank. He just happened to, we just happened to be bad when he was coming out of the draft. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, one of those deals. Yeah. I just don't. I see. I'm still taking RG three, but, and I think the only thing that makes RG three so eye popping is what Cam did his rookie year with the legs and everything else. So that kind of what made RG three look so special, right? But maybe you do trade that back and. I mean, there's quite the guys that you can get. You could build around a middle linebacker like Luke Keekley because he's still out there at, at that sixth spot. Because uh, did they trade back? Oh, they even – yeah, that's why Dallas had the sixth bet because even St. Louis was like, we're going to trade back. But I think either you they're drafting RG3 or they're trading back. And they're, okay. getting, and they're, getting, they're getting a ransom. Yeah, maybe getting go get go and get Russ. Yeah, that's kind of because he was number two. Like, like I said, they really wanted him, so you trade back, you go sneak snag Russ, and you're good to go. You keep a guy from the previous year, you know, maybe a Kerry Collins or a Orlovsky. Curtis Painter sure as shit ain't coming back, but um, you go you move through with Russ, and maybe you're maybe Russ is the 39th pick instead of a third round pick. Right. Cause that is very possible in this draft. So I think that's it though. I, I really do think that's it. You know, who knows what becomes, it comes in long, I mean, long-term, but Colts, Broncos, Peyton, Cam, Andrew Luck, RG three, I think we answered a bunch of questions. Is there really anybody else who shapes up? Like I said, Von Miller going to Buffalo like early on. And that's, that's scary. Rex Ryan would have fudged that up though. Yeah. He would have been dropping him back into pass coverage or something. Steve's dumbest move ever was when they hired Rex Ryan and then got rid of Jim Schwartz. In Jim Schwartz's system, he would have been really good. Oh, for sure. Uh, 2011 Bills. Let's just go check them out for craziness. Or I'm sorry, 2012 Bills. Six and Oh, yeah, they got Chan Gailey. This is the 2012. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's nothing. I don't think there's any... Sorry, uh, looking at starters, you would have had. Oh my goodness, you would have had Mario Williams. I don't know who would have been next to Mario Williams because Marcel Darius was gone. Kyle Williams, 
Kyle Moore, who I've never heard of. And then you'd go Vaughn Miller, uh, Kelvin Shepard, and Nick Barnett with Aaron Williams, Stefan Gilmore. Oh, no, because Gilmore's not even. Oh, Gilmore's there. Yeah, very young Gilmore. That's the 2012. Even I don't think he's that big of a difference maker. No. <laughs> Looking at their problem, a lot of their problems back then were it was offense. That's yeah. that's what it was. Um, maybe no, not even during the Doug Marone year. But maybe he sticks around. I I, I don't know. Uh, I think he's gone. He'd probably leave. I think because he wanted out of probably Denver after a while too, with all the losing and oh, don't know sure. the quarterback play. So I don't even think Buffalo holds on to him. Yeah, that's probably the truth. Because unless he sticks around until McDermott gets there in 2017, and that's well, no, because that's a very good possibility. No, because his rookie contract would have been up in what 2000. 16 yeah but instead of paying marcel darius that 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 king's ransom that we've loved to say this episode oh yeah they give it to it maybe they give it to a guy like von miller who actually deserves it and von miller doesn't really become von miller until 2017 when mcdermott finally uses them properly right maybe that's the difference the bills needed to beat kansas city in 2020 never know and even this year, maybe that was so that changes a lot for the Bills. Maybe that's why they went out and got him because they did a what if. So nobody said should say woulda, shoulda, coulda, because you gotta do the what ifs. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode, everybody. We hit all the stuff, hit all the major things. You could, could probably deep dive into a lot more things, but um, but yeah, quite the uh quite the game changer. Quite the game changer. For one, I just discovered last night. Uh, Andrew, do you have any idea what you want to cover for next Monday's episode? I hate doing this, but kind of, kind of stick it with it's, it. And I'm not even a Colts fan or anything. I just would like to know is uh, what if the Buccaneers never fired Tony Dungy? What does that mean for John Gruden and his emails? And, uh, you know, the Colts franchise, which I'm not trying, we're not trying to stick to some Colts theme. It's just something I was thinking right, about. I promise you this. We will not do another single Colts related one Colts primary one. Um, yeah. Even though this isn't really cool. This is more bucks primary. Yes. Um, I would think, I think I want to, I think I want to know because a lot of people say John Gruden uh, and I agree with it. John Gruden won that Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Right. No, it's certainly true. It's uh, definitely worth uh, looking into. So that's what we're deep diving in next week, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for your listenership. Lots of stuff going on. Um, We might be going live on Facebook on Thursday for the NFL draft. I'll have to let you know. Uh, I'm waiting on to see if my good computer gets updated or not. We shall see. So on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. Look at the end.